Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Thank you. Next! <laughs> okay. First things first, your exes should be blocked. You know, acknowledging the good things and moving on. We're not about bad vibes here. Are you relationship experts? No. No. <laughs> My pants were wet. <laughs> it ain't even about BDE anymore. It's about thank you next energy, yeah? Sad Girl Autumn is here. It's officially Adele season. So what better time to bring you an Adele 30 special than now? Welcome back to Thank You Next, the podcast about turning your L's into wins. I'm Raj. And please believe me when I tell you that I've been crying, crying while listening to and watching Adele. I'm so thankful that we weren't invited to an audience with Adele because I would not have been okay and Hardy would have had to deal with that. I am Hardy and I did cry too actually I cried at the teacher bit obviously but I was shocked myself Aww. because I went on it to think oh god what are these people banging on about and then I end up crying didn't think I was going to cry but I accidentally liked a tweet um, by Piers Morgan Ew. Ew So I saw this tweet and it said Adele's right you never forget a great teacher they can change your life and I was like yeah yeah like and then I looked and it was Piers Morgan I was like and like you know like one of the dudes that I've crushed on in recent times mm-hmm. I saw that he's following Piers Morgan and I was just like what the fuck that's a red flag yeah I was like red flag number one noted sorry it's not okay and what we do on this podcast is we reflect on the things that some people might call failures our relationship L's and contemplate them until we figure out what the lesson is because there's always a lesson in there somewhere and when we say relationships we mean the relationships we have with ourselves deep as well as the relationships that we have with other other human beings even deeper and that I didn't mean that in a sexual way sorry yeah you did like your mind is in the gutter if you thought that I did okay never mind today's episode is obviously an Adele 30 special we've been listening to the album since it dropped reading and watching Adele's interviews and reflecting on this raw real and emotional take on divorce babe divorce did she actually say that or are you just saying it yeah she went on Instagram live and she didn't know how to use it and stuff and people were like what's the new album about and she's like divorce babe divorce and it's got memed everywhere oh, fucking everywhere hell. someone asked her to like do a a duet with Peppa Pig she was like Peppa no and then Peppa Pig on Twitter started getting upset oh my god that's actually so funny I love that when brands like start like coming in and they actually say something funny brands have been doing so much crazy stuff around I'd say Taylor Swift actually okay I've been seeing a lot of crazy shit shit with brands like interacting with Taylor Swift and like trying to come for Jake Gyllenhaal and stuff like that and I'm just like wow and it's brands that you just wouldn't expect were they together or something yeah for how long and when it actually was a really short-term relationship so because you know she released all too well like the 10 minute version so I watched the I watched the the video and then they've hired that dude from Teen Wolf the hot one that looks like Seth Cohen anyway I can't remember his name I'm so sorry Dylan I think it's Dylan O'Brien and the little girl Sadie from Stranger Things and it's basically 
Sadie's meant to represent Taylor and she's the same age as Taylor was when she was dating Jake. And Dylan's the same age Jake was when he met Taylor. And there was like a massive age gap. And I think Taylor was 19 and Jake was maybe in his late 20s. And there's all these rumors like because she puts Easter eggs in everything, Hardy. Mm. So like if you go on Taylor, Taylor Talk, Taylor Talk is wild with all the Easter eggs because there's so many theories that he took her virginity. And like there's a red scarf thing that she puts in and she's like, you still got my red scarf, blah, 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 blah. But everyone's like, the red scarf is a metaphor for her virginity Fucking and blah, blah, blah. They're meant to have dated for three months. Hmm. Three months is enough to ruin your life, by the way. It was, yeah, it was, a, <laughs> yeah. So from what it sounds like, it was a very toxic relationship. Obviously, you know, no disrespect to Jake Gyllenhaal. I don't know what happened. I'm just telling you what I found out from TikTok. He's not said anything, has he? He's not said anything, but I saw Radio 1 made like, they got involved in it. They made a little meme of like him reacting to all too well, but it was just him reacting to something else. But they were like, underneath for legal reasons this is not real <laughs> oh yeah yeah i did see that actually yeah i was wondering what it was all about you have to watch it because like now everyone else like people are going to harry styles gigs because you know she dated harry and they're going to harry styles gigs and they're putting pictures of him up and like you know they will have signs and he actually interact with the crowd and like their signs and stuff and they've put out signs going you're next harry oh fuck but i just love that like taylor's just like randomly coming for her exes but it's the it's the level of detail that this woman is going to like actually hiring actors at the same age like actually like putting in all these easter eggs that her fans can dissect and stuff and be like oh my god this is that moment this is this and it's a 10 minute song she's done a version of a song that is 10 minutes and it's actually really good fucking hell no i've not listened to it but adele did have a couple of six minute songs on her album and yeah it was a bit it was a bit much for me there was meant to be i think one of the tracks on adele's album I think it was the wine one and it's mm. meant to be 15 minutes long, the original edit. And everyone's just like, drop it because Taylor dropped um, all too well, 10 minute version. So drop oh, it, baby. And um, what do you reckon about Adele getting um, Spotify to take the shuffle button off? I have to say so much respect, enough mm. respect because I am a bit of a purist and I hate it. I know black girls living have been getting shade all weekend and they're like Adele is shading you Adele is shading you jazz da, 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 da. But, but like I love listening to an album I hate it when Spotify does that you know when I'm just like in the car and I've just pressed something and like you know you're not meant to use Spotify when you're driving but I do sorry and it will just automatically go to shuffle and it's like but that's not the, I want to listen to it how the artist mm. put it in order and I think from reading up about this album she has said that it's kind of in chronological order of her experience of mm-hmm. getting over whatever she went through yeah so it's taking you on that journey isn't it. yeah i don't know man i feel like you know because of the genre though like you can't just listen to that in the car for banner can you it's not it's like a listen for a certain time you gotta go on a long road trip you might yeah. cry like you yeah. gotta feel this album has made me realize that i'm probably not over things as much as i think i am over mm. things yeah it's one of those like you're a bit self-respective and you're like whoa so the first time i listened to it i was in the car with my mate who's a lot younger than me and la di da da and he was just like i can't relate to this and i was like what <laughs> I feel like it helps uh, for us when we're when we're going to do the podcast. We read the lyrics at the same time, and like you can take more meaning that way. If you're just listening to something, it can just be a bit like oh, jarring. But if you could like read it and see it, but you can wanna... feel it when you're listening to it. No, you can feel it. It is bam. It is a bit too emotional. Like I don't think I will. Re- not like she cares. I don't think I'll be repeating the listen. I'll listen to it on like my walks and stuff when I'm feeling contemplative. Really? Okay. Right. Yeah. I can't wait to go for a walk and like look at the autumn leaves and be like, sad girl autumn, who's in it with me? Oh my God. 
No, I'm not having it. I'm not letting you be sad. If you felt a certain way when consuming Adele, get in touch with us, email us at hifankynextpodcast at gmail.com. Tell us about your relationship lessons and things that have made you want to say thank you next. Follow us on socials for videos that some of you might think are funny, polls, giveaways, saucy pics. It's thank you next pod. I want to shout out what the fuck to listen to because didn't they say, can we get an Adele special, please? And we were like, it's brewing. I know, it's coming. It's coming, babe. Yeah. <laughs> and here we are. So if any of you want to give us suggestions on episodes that you might want us to do, themed ones, holla, because we're listening. Raj, um, we're going to get into shit that went down this week. And you've written here about Pete and Kim. But before we actually get into Pete and Kim, right, how the fuck do you feel about it? Because you're the biggest Kanye, Kim, stat. How do you, sorry, how do you feel? How did you react to this news, Raj? I don't know why, but there's something about Pete Davidson that is appealing. Well, right? yeah, but how did you take... Because people were thinking they're going to... You were saying... I swear, weeks ago, you were like, they're going to get back together. Yeah. I thought they were working on their marriage. Clearly not. But then I'm also like, maybe they're just way more open than all of us. And the way they're working on their marriage is seeing other people. Because mm. you don't know. It might just be a thing that they're like, okay, let's see other people for a bit and then come back together. We don't know. Like, they're quite forward thinking. Like, they've done weird therapy where they scream at each other. So I wouldn't put it past them if they'd do that. So what is this picture that I've come across of? Her dressed as Jasmine and Pete dressed as Aladdin. It's from um, Saturday Night Live. They did a sketch when Kim was on SNL. They did a sketch, um, an Aladdin Jasmine sketch. What? And no one knew they were together then? So it was after that appearance that she started getting pictured with Pete. They're kissing here. Yeah, it was part of the sketch. It looks like a dead kiss though on the sketch. It looks dead. I feel like they've really done us over here. The thing is, is like this week, last week even, was it this week? I don't know. Anyway, recently... They've gone official. Everyone's like, okay, they're official now. They are holding hands for paparazzi to take photos of them. So there's this set of photos that are going around where Kim is in her joggers and her nice little top or whatever. And Pete's just like in whatever he's in. And he's like giggling and they're holding hands. And Kim is wearing Yeezys. And the internet <laughs> shut down. Like literally Yeezys were trending. I was like, oh, what's happened? Is it a new drop? What is it? Blah, blah, blah. so funny. And then there were all these tweets. And it's like, literally men, men are so triggered by this. Kim Kardashian is really out here with her new man wearing Yeezys, crying emojis. Oh my God, the, the pain. Then it's like, in the Yeezys, women are evil creatures. And then in the Yeezys, women are shameless. So it's just like, okay. What do you mean in the Yeezys? She's wearing Yeezys while holding his hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's obviously... So, I mean, the only way, because we're normal people, we don't date like people that create freaking sneakers and all of that and... The only thing I can say that this is like is like I guess wearing something your ex gave you yeah, or yeah, wearing yeah. something of your ex's, like an item of clothing that is your ex's while you're dating the new man. I'm thinking about this. I bought my ex on really nice trainers. If I saw him pictured, packed, or just knew he was wearing those trainers on his new date, I'd be glad that he's still wearing them and didn't chuck them in the bin, to be honest, because they were quite expensive. But then Kanye must be like, I des- bitch, I designed the shoes that you're wearing, like... I own ya. Like, do you know what I mean? Apparently Kanye is dating um, a new ting, but I don't, I don't know anything about her, but she's like 22. He's been seen with her courtside, blah, blah, blah. I don't know, but I just feel oh like that's God, like a... he's been hanging out with Scott, clearly. <laughs> I remember like when I moved back home and everything, like my ex took a couple of things that really, really pissed me off. And they were actually kind of similar to the Yeezys. So my friend owns a clothing company and he had done a 
collaboration with Star Wars and he made you know I love bomber jackets mm. like it's the only type of jacket I'll mm-hmm. wear is a variation of a bomber jacket and like he made this Star Wars bomber jacket and it was metallic and it was fucking beautiful and I had one it's obviously limited edition and also it's from my mate's freaking clothing wear mm-hmm. like so I'm just like this has sentimental value to me as mm-hmm. well like yeah he took it he took it so he's out there wearing it somewhere god knows what but what, did he used to wear it so it was like we used to share each other's jackets because we both like i like menswear i like men's jackets i like menswear and all of that like who paid or oh, no one paid for it i remember getting it I, and i paid for it but then my mate refunded me immediately mm. he was like well, you're not paying for something that i've made or whatever and i was like fine i feel like that's owned by you a bit more than your ex like he was rude that was rude and that man is out there wearing that jacket places and i know it's getting compliments and i know like whatever but it's like that's my jacket would you would you have been able to wear it though knowing that it was something that you shared with him because i yes i remember i had this furry gilet and this dude took it but i wouldn't have ever wanted it back knowing that you had it no mate you know why because like it's my mate's thing like my mate's my Mm. mate did a collaboration with star wars i love star wars i love my mate it's my mate's thing like i'm repping my mate when i wear it it's got nothing to do Mm. with you on the other hand he bought me you know the skepta Air Maxes. He bought me. He bought me the first drop. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was half a size too small. I don't know why he did that, but anyway, I was like, yeah, I've, I've given them. They've gone to charity. <laughs> okay. Even though they were a Skepta, they were limited edition, whatever. I was like, yeah, done. I don't need this in my life. You bought it for me. I don't need it. I don't need to look at it and be like, oh, okay. you bought it because the shoes on my feet, baby. I bought them. On my feet, I bought it. Okay, right. <clears throat> we know how you feel about the Yeezys. Would you wear anything that anyone else had given you? Nope. To a, oh really? That red tracksuit went straight in the bin. Not in the bin. In the uh, clothing recycling thing. So we're both the same. We get rid of everything. It's gone. It's gone, bro. All right, I got. I need to say something. Yes, tell me. What's your favorite show in the world? My favorite show in the world. I mean, I have a few. One of your favorite shows ever. Is it a reality show or is it a? Uh... Not reality. Oh, it's not reality. Is it Sabrina? No. Is it? The Office. No. What have I been talking to you about? Shit. Pressure. Give me a clue. Gossip Girl. You always bang on about Gossip Girl. Ah, I love Gossip Girl. Yeah. I watched two episodes of it. The new one or the old one? Old, like series one episode. Ah, amazing. But you already told me the ending. (laughs) So I... (laughs) Everyone knows the ending. You don't know. There's so many things that happen within Gossip... You know, after my breakup, I went back and watched Gossip Girl and I actually learned relationship lessons from watching that whole series. There were so many things that I just thought, Serena and Blair would not stand for this, so why did I, you know? Mm, interesting. Okay, so I now know who Serena and Blair are and I'll get back to you on how I find it. Oh my God, I'm going to start watching it again as well. I fucking I've only watched two episodes Girl. last week. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm taking it slow. That's fine. Um, I'm watching The Office every day now, so I'll fit in Gossip Girl though. So obviously I know that you watched, I think, well, you've seen the clip of Adele that's gone viral with her teacher, meeting her teacher. I think Uh her name's Mrs. McDonald. Uh It's the teacher that changed her life, made her feel seen, got her to love English literature and all of that, made her feel like she mattered. And I remember you telling me that there was someone in your life that made you feel like that. There's a few people. There's a school teacher that was really helpful. And there was was one radio teacher, yeah, who was really... But there's also another one. I started working for this Christian radio station in Coventry and the owner used to actually sit there and show me how to edit. He sat there like taking all the erms out and breaks and pauses. Proper showed me how to edit. But then there I got banned because I was playing Drake and just not really turning up or doing what I should have been doing. And um, I think I like blocked him. But basically, I'm really thankful. (laughs) I really am thankful. And time has passed. But I've had loads of good teachers. 
Have you had good teachers? You know, because I'm writing the 50 people that influenced me in my life. The One of them that I wrote down was a teacher called Mrs. Diemko. And she was like my teacher, I'd say probably in reception or like year one or something like that. Maybe year three, actually. And she was this fabulous older lady who was really posh. She used to talk really, really posh. Used to come to school dressed up to the nines. Silky dresses, like matching big rings, painted nails, just glam, a glamazon, hun, yeah. But she was an older lady. Mm. And in her spare time, she was a trained opera singer. So she used to do Fucking opera out. shows and stuff. She was just next level. And like, she was just really eccentric and really cool. And I was one of the teacher's pets. There were like three of us that were teacher's pets. This is going to sound so odd, but she used to put us on her knee and like give us little rides on her knee. I mean, yeah, sounds so weird. <laughs> Just being in her class and being around someone like that, it just made me think, wow, this woman, she's just doing it all, isn't it? She's living life to the max. Thank you. Next. Every week before we get into our relationship lessons, we do a little warm up and say thank you next to something that we've just seen go down recently. So this week, Hardeep's seen something that she ain't happy about. Okay, so in Adele, lol, that's all we're going to be talking about. Her Vogue interview, she talks about being embarrassed about having a divorce, which I think is very interesting because when relationships don't work, people sometimes look at it as being a failure or they don't work out for ages instead of it being like a chapter or whatever. But anyway, what she said was, I was embarrassed. I was really embarrassed. That thing of not being able to make something work. We've been trained as women to keep trying, even by the movies we watched when we were little. At the time, it broke my heart, but I actually find it so interesting now how we're told to suck it up. Uh, Raj, can we, are we talking about you here? Yeah, basically, I feel like exactly the same. Like it wasn't, it's not that I was embarrassed, right? But when I knew that my marriage wasn't really working, Everyone else around me, like my parents were like, stop it now. It's not going to work. You're going to end up divorced. Like, just do it now. What um, point did they decide say that to? They said that to me. I think after they saw that my health was kind of declining and I was not myself anymore. I was becoming less of a person. I was mm. like a ghost. Yeah. And the problems that we had, they were not getting resolved. Like mm. nothing was, there was no end in sight. It was like, this is an ongoing thing that's going to be around forever. And I think more than anything, I think they were just scared that they were going to lose me for good. Like, and that would be it. Like that. I think my parents were actually scared that like something bad would happen, really bad, yeah? I'm glad they encouraged you. Yeah, they definitely, they encouraged me. And the thing that I would say back to them is kind of like what Adele's saying. Like I would be like, no, it's my marriage. I'm going to fight to make it work. I'm going to do this to make it work. And like I always say to you on the podcast, like I broke my back trying to make it work. And it was that resistance of like, I'm not going to give up on this. I'm not going to let it be a failure. I'm not going to, this is my marriage. I have to make it work. And that is basically what's been drummed into me. Like she's saying, like, as women, you keep trying. You have to, you've been told you have to keep trying, blah, blah, blah. Even though my parents were telling me to stop trying, it was a societal thing. It was like a thing that I've seen in every show I've watched, every movie, every song I've listened to. I have to make it work. Yeah. I think there's that whole thing of giving up is seen as bad. And you always watch things like first dates and they say, oh, I want to be like my grandma and granddad who were together forever. And it's like, yeah, but they yeah. had no other choice. It was a different time, wasn't it, Hardeep, though? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like our grandparents lived in an era where fairy tales could have existed. Hmm. Do I don't know if we live in that era anymore. I don't know if like, you know, like Ariana Grande, like even in um, Thank You Next, she mentions that I only want to do it once. Like I want to get it right, blah, blah, blah. I only want to do it once. Like, you know, me, like I related to that song, but coming out of my divorce, like, like, I listen to that and that line really jars me. And every time I'm doing karaoke and that line comes on, I always like switch it up to something else because it's like, babes, like, 
not all of us are going to do it once. And the majority of people out there probably haven't just done it once. And yeah, I get it. Like you're all empowerment and da, 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 da. But like that line kind of took everything away from that song. Like I hate that line whenever it comes up. I'm just like, who? I kind of blame R&B there. Like, you know, like wifey and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, a lot of the younger people that I meet through work, DJs and stuff, they'll, they're like waiting for the one or trying to find the one. I kind of look at it now like, oh, you're a bit naive because there can be many ones. And I think yeah. once you have like the breakdown of a relationship that you thought was going to last forever, it kind of like humbles. Yeah, hum- humbles you a bit because you're like, oh. It does humble you. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, I'm humbled. That is the right word, honey. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't think there's any, if if you really want to do it once, okay, cool. But the whole like narrative of wanting to do it once and, you know, one time for life and stuff, that actually puts a lot of pressure on people. And also if people aren't happy, then it's like more pressure to stay in the situation to try and make it work, which I think you're lucky that your parents were encouraging you to um, get a divorce. Because with my parents, when they were fighting, they were just fighting for so fucking long. And every brown person I knew was like, make it work stay together try again and it's like no this is not working (laughs) yeah and the more people I talk to I realize that it's rare that my parents gave me that advice Mm. but I guess it's just that what Mm. are you gonna do if you see your kid like deteriorate in front of you like you're gonna be like pick yourself up and get yourself out of the situation like come back home there's nothing else you can do we have choices man we're so lucky we can do whatever the hell we want a hundred percent and I just think like that is a lesson for everyone to take away from this like if you feel like it's killing you to make something work regardless of what it is if it's a relationship with a family member a partner or even like getting up every morning and taking shit from your boss at work like you know I love that one like Mm. get rid you can move we can move I hate to say it we're not trees yeah my cousin said it to me yesterday as well he was like it must have been so hard for you to uh hard but very brave to decide oh yeah I've tried this for six years and it's not working and I was like, yeah, it was. I was like, especially, you know, when you're telling people like your grandparents who can't even imagine you being with someone for that long and then not being with them forever. And I was like, yeah, it was fucking hard. But ultimately, my happiness is more important. A hundred percent. So what are you saying? Thank you next to vibes. I am saying thank you next to being embarrassed or feeling like you have to stay in a sitch because that is the thing that is done. A hundred percent. I was actually going to say like more than anything, my ex wanted to stay in it because he was like, we had this big wedding. What are people going to say? And I was like, is that what you're worried about? We're both dying. (laughs) And you're worried that we had a big wedding and you think people are going to say something like what's wrong with you? Like, hello no I think it's really brave like from what you said about like the details of how nice you made it and I know what you're like you like what you like it was very extra and you know I get it yeah but it was like at that time that's what we thought we were doing I mean uh uh, yeah my take on if I get married again I wouldn't want to do it like that but then god knows who I'm gonna get married to again if I get married again like who knows I feel like you did what you did for the time you had to get it out your system you wanted to do those things you've done it you don't need to do it again if you don't want to if you want to do it again you can do it again time will tell babes time will tell god this is a divorce heavy episode of of the podcast as you may have gathered so all of our relationship lessons and the general chat about all of that good stuff that we chat about every week is going to be based on Adele's new album 30 an album that she says is about self-destruction self-reflection 
And then sort of self-redemption. Bloody hell, man. Which I think we do on this podcast. We do that on this podcast every week. I think we do. I don't know about self-destruction. Maybe actually because we admit to things and then probably get ourselves in trouble. We admit when we're doing like self sabotage shit. Mm. All right, should we go track for track? Yeah, so this week we're not doing three lessons. We're going track for track and we're finding lessons in pretty much most of the tracks. Okay, so I, as I said, yeah, I was a bit nervous to even press play because Adele's music to me is so sad yeah i was like how am i gonna listen to a whole album of this yeah and then the first fucking line of the first song killed me right i laughed i nearly died (laughs) yeah how extra is this i'll be taking flowers to the cemetery of my heart yeah (laughs) sorry yeah get your lighters up that was funny no and i don't you know what i love that first line but then the second line is all about like her lovers and stuff but I feel like mm. the first line, if it was just that and it didn't go into her lovers, that's how I feel. I feel like I'm taking flowers to the cemetery of my heart all the time. Like, it's okay, mm. Raj. It's okay. Have some flowers. Let's like mourn this and let's move on to the next thing. But oh, something else happens three weeks later and then you realize, oh, maybe I'm not over that. Okay, let me take flowers back to this grave of my heart. <laughs> mm. I feel you. I feel you. I just thought it was a bit uh, <clears throat> a bit dramatic. I love that track. I actually think it's such a great intro. And then at the end, she's like, I'm ready. Let's get into it. Like, I'm ready. Mm. It's like us like starting up this podcast. <laughs> Pretty much. We're ready to own all of our L's. And I think like, yeah, there's so many things in this. But the one thing that stuck out to me was when she's like, I've never seen the sky this color before. It's like I'm noticing everything a little bit more. And it's that thing of like, when you've come out of something that you think you're going to be in forever and you come out of it, and you come out with like, what is that rose tinted glasses are off? Mm-hmm. Everything looks more prettier because like you've got your freedom back and you've got, you're getting your life back. But yeah, everything is different to what it was before. Nothing is the same. And I think that goes for everything in your life. Like literally the relationships you have with your friends, I don't think they can be the same un- unless they evolve after something mm-hmm. like that happens. Yeah. I feel like everything's like, t- it's like tinged a bit differently, isn't it? It's like, yeah. there's a different tinge to it now that you've been through what you've been through. But I think as well, when you have that like time on your own, you do notice things like that a little bit more. Like last week when I went to the park and I was listening to that podcast, what's it called again? Sweet Bobby. Yeah. I oh my God. took that time to really like look at the trees and I was like, wow, like I've been ignoring this. Yeah. I've just, I've not been paying any attention because I've just been so wrapped up in this situation. A hundred percent. And then towards the end, she's like, no one knows what it's like to be us. Mm. And I think that's so true. Like, and the thing is, is like, we can talk to each other about our experiences. We can talk to our other friends about stuff, but actually really it's only you and that other person that's going to know what it was actually like. Yeah. It's quite special. I mean, it can be special. It depends if the other person's willing to admit what it was actually like, or if they're going to paint like Picasso, like paint a little masterpiece of their own to be like, this is what it was. But I'm saying like in our stories, we kind of be like, oh yeah, like they are the villains in the stories, right? That we tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in the stories they tell. Sometimes. In the stories they tell, we could be the villains. Yeah. And it's just that thing of like, no one knows in it apart from us and that person. <laughs> what it really is. Yeah. I've had bad times and I think you have as well when you're trying to like convince your friends and you're like, they did this though and that's really bad. Yeah. And then you're telling them and they're like, they're either defending the person or they don't get how bad it is. Yeah. But yeah, I think you only, yeah, you only you two ever know what happened in the situation. But yeah, I do think, I don't know, that is quite special, isn't it? As well. Like only me and you know what me and you are like. Well, only you (laughs) and your friend will know what that relationship's like. 
Yeah, but then everyone has their own. I don't know that everyone has their own solo experience of it as well. I don't know, man. It's, it's just next level. To know that someone else is making me a villain, I accept that because there's no one's perfect. Yeah, and I have definitely not acted the best all the time. Yeah. the The final thing is that she's just like, "Will I ever get there? Oh, I hope that someday I'll learn to nurture what I've done." It's that thing of like, you know, when we always like say that we're on the healing journey as well. Like, you're kind of like, mm-hmm. "Am I ever going to get?" back to who I was before this and I actually think that's impossible you're never going to be who you were you're going to be like the 2.0 I think that's exciting though like I was talking to someone the other day who's gone through like quite a bad breakup and I remember them back then when they were oh my god they were glowing they were glowing before they were with this person and then for a while it was just like sad and now they're coming out but they're coming out less naive and I don't think that's a bad thing yeah I agree like think about the things that you've learned like and you learn things about yourself like the things about your character kind of like before we recorded today me and you were talking about why would you put so much energy into other people yeah what what the why why do you do that specifically yeah okay next track is the single go easy on my baby so yeah easy on me I mean yeah literally that lyric go easy on me baby I was still a child um i'm assuming she's referring to when she decided to walk away i don't know but i do just think it's it's really interesting that you know you realize how naive you were and how much of a child you were before something big like that happens because you like the thing is is like adele's a a woman she's a mother she's a grown-up she's an adult but she's like go easy on me baby i was still a child but then this could be about her childhood as well I don't know. But mm. I was, for me, I just feel like it's like, I feel like I was a child. I feel like I've only become a grown up since that breakup, which is probably a little bit toxic because people are always like, you can't make say that your trauma made you stronger and you can't say that you are a better person after a breakup. But unfortunately, I am. I don't think you can't say that. Why can't you say that? I see that all the time. Like, my trauma didn't make me stronger, blah, blah, blah. It made me like this. And it's like, yeah, okay. It might oh, have. I get it. Like, there's some things that are, like, really fucked up. And not... I was going to say, it's annoying how you have to be like, this made me stronger. Yeah. Because it's like, why did that have to happen to me to make me, like, you know, that's not fair. But I also have to say, like, I feel like Hardy, like, and you said this as well a couple of weeks ago, where it's like the same thing happens to you again. You keep going back to the same situation again and again and again, and you have the same outcome. And it's only then that you kind of walk away. And it's like the lesson has to be thrown at you like 50 times. And I feel like I'm the same. You feel like you have to have it thrown at you? I feel like if something like that didn't happen, when else? how else would I have learned it? I don't think I would have. I do feel like sometimes when I chat to my brother, he will talk about, oh, I wish someone had told me this or I wish someone had told me that. Um, in terms of just like really good life advice that we, we may have felt that we missed, I don't know, from school or anything like that. But I think a lot of the time you don't fucking listen. No. Until, yeah, you don't listen. Oh my God, no. How do you, I was like, I remember like I was sitting with my mates one time at the roundhouse and I was like, yeah, I'm only going to get married once. So I'm going to marry the right person. Da, 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 da. And obviously like my mate was like, his parents had divorced. He was looking at me. He was just like, yeah, but no, you're not going to know that. You're never gonna, and I was like, no, no I'm, one knows that. Yeah, but I was that idiot that was like, no, I'm gonna know. I'm gonna make sure. Da, 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 da. And when my divorce, but then happened, this had to happen. To you. But this is what I was saying when my divorce <laughs> happened. Yeah, and when I knew I was getting a divorce, and when I knew that this was happening, I remember ringing one of my mates and being like, "This is so typical that it's happening to me, isn't it? Like, this is so typical because I felt like I'm the outspoken person at work. I'm the outspoken whatever. Da, 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 and I'm problematic in that way. 
And of course this was going to happen to me, innit? Like it's on brand. Like, But maybe you're the kind of person who could handle it. Oh God, I don't fucking know. I was, bit, Yeah, at that time, like I wasn't, you know like how she's like, there was a bit of embarrassment. I was a bit like, yeah, rolling my eyes at myself. Like, huh, of course this would be your story. Huh. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Like, oh, I have to be the uh, the first person in the family to have a divorce. Yeah. Like, do you know? You're not the only person in your whole family, are you? You don't chat to a lot of your family, so you don't know. Oh, not my dad. Forget, chuck, chuck my dad's family out. They're toxic. We don't talk. But in my mum's family, yeah, I'm number one. <laughs> it's me. Yeah, but are you, you're the only one who's got married. Are you, what about all those cousins? They're like children, aren't they? No, my cousins are married and stuff and they've got kids, don't they? It's all my nieces and nephews that are like, they, they look like my cousins, but they're my nieces and nephews. All right, okay. Um, <laughs> mate, fuck it, who cares? It's me. Do I get it- a trophy? <laughs> I'll send you a little trophy. Can I have a trophy? Okay. I'll send you a little trophy. But then I'm like, at least I'm sending that message down that like you guys can get married and you you might not be happy and it's okay. You can get divorced and you can survive afterwards. Oh, I think about like those programs we see and they're like, I've had four husbands or like, I don't know, that lady from EastEnders. Like no one gives a shit. It's like J-Lo kind of vibes. Oh, yeah. Like you think J-Lo gives a toss. J-Lo's having a good time. Collecting rings like Thanos. These guys are sitting here wishing they had their honeymoon phase back from 40 years ago. J Lo's out here getting her honeymoon phase every year. With her ex right now. Whatever she's doing. <laughs> I wrote down the lyrics, uh, there ain't no room for things to change when we are both so deeply stuck in our ways. We always have to meet in the middle and hear the other person's side. But there definitely is no room to change if someone is so like not willing to hear. But I think that's important. I came across this TikTok yesterday, which was like, how to know whether you're attractive. Put your finger down. And like number one was like, how much do you speak versus how much do you listen? And I was like, oh, interesting. Interesting. I uh, also like that she was like, you can't deny how hard I've tried. Because you can try, mm. but it still cannot work sometimes. You it, know? Can't, it can't be on one person to try and it. it has to be both of you trying. Each person has to be able to grow. And if there's no room to grow, where are you going to go? Like, and sometimes I feel like when one person grows in a relationship... And the other doesn't. There's a bit of resentment. Yeah, there is. Our boy Mark Groves always says this. He's like, when one person grows and the other one's not growing, or they're, you know, you want to change things and they're not, it's like you give them an invitation. And if they don't, then that was that's their choice. And that's it. Actually, let's get on to the next track, My Little Love. Yeah. Hmm. This is one of the ultimate tracks that exemplifies what she said. Like, it's about divorce, babes, divorce. Like, it is about a mother explaining to her son Angelo shout out to Angelo that you know this is kind of why I did what I did and this is how I got to that decision and this is where I was at it's got little voice I really yeah yeah I love the voice note at the end just because I feel like it sounded very real yeah she's like I feel lonely and I never feel lonely and stuff like that and I feel like you know so much with social media and stuff we only ever hear people say the best of the best and this is so nice to hear in a sad way that someone that's so successful can also feel this way. It's quite inspiring, I'd say. It just like normalizes these things. And the fact that she's in tears when she's leaving it. And this is actually a voicemail that she's left for a friend. Mm. I just want to read the rest of it. She says, I always preferred being on my own than being with people. And I feel like maybe I've been overcompensating and being out and stuff like to keep my mind off of him. And I feel like today I'm home. I want to be at home and I just want to watch TV and curl up in a ball and be in my sweats but I just feel really lonely and I feel a bit frightened that I might feel like this a lot. And I was saying to you that like, when I came out of all of that, as soon as I moved back home, I was not at home at all. My Mm -hmm. breakfast, lunches and dinners were at a members club, 
where I was working. Bloody, with bloody my, hell, right? Yeah, I was working with my friend and we had set up this business doing social media for like brands and artists, musicians. And it's nice that you had a project to put your energy into. Yeah, but it was weird. It was like I would be at this place and like there would be a rooftop pool at this freaking members club and I'd be sitting there with people. People would be trying to talk to me and I was not, I was not present. I was like a ghost, mm. and but I was doing mm. all of that stuff just to keep busy because that was like, in my head, I was like, what can I do to not feel like shit? What can I do? And mm. I was like, just keep busy. Just keep really, really busy. And So how long did you do that for? I felt like it kept going until lockdown kind of happened. And like, don't get me wrong, like the business was dissolved way before lockdown and stuff like that. But I felt like I was just working nonstop and I didn't really have much time to contemplate. And then lockdown came and it was like, oh, therapy, must do therapy. <laughs> Mm. but it was weird because like, I would be out in these places and people would be talking and stuff and the smallest thing could trigger me like I remember I would just be like my, I would have tears in my eyes at the smallest thing I remember them discussing a celebrity breakup with me and I had tears in my eyes at that mm. so, so I was trying to be this business bitch but inside like any conversation could just trigger me <laughs> like, yeah it was no stupid. I know what you're saying if I had like a reminder of this person whilst I was going about my days my whole week would be like a write-off my friend reminded me the other day he was like I rang you one day in, in the week and I asked you how you were you were telling me how shit your week was and then you said it's because you saw this person one day in the week and then your whole week was a write-off and I was like yeah that's genuinely how I used to feel work only worked a little bit for me it did it didn't I remember one time when I was really down and my friend said oh you basically exercised your way back to happiness and I'd done that before just exercise loads like booking bear classes and things like that to keep me occupied you did an Adele yeah I did in terms of only an only exercise I wouldn't do that in terms of like going out with friends and seeing friends because you can't hide can't hide how you feel you can in an exercise class Mm, you know what was good about my one is that there were new friends mm. there were new friends who had only known me from like maybe a year or so before so it wasn't like people that are gonna be like making me talk about stuff yeah but it's interesting that even Adele went through that even fucking Adele okay so next tune is cry your heart out all these songs are really sad thus far I would say mm. but um cry your heart out I really liked the bit when she was like when you're in doubt go at your own pace as we said a few weeks ago, I entered the competition to win a radio show. And then I found out today as we were recording that I didn't get it. But as I knew that, I was like, I'm in my own lane, doing my own thing on my own time. You know, can't compare my journey to anyone else's. You know, I've got the unique set of skills that I do. And that's fucking fine. You know, it will work out. Mm. I feel happy knowing that. Mm. But sometimes I will, I don't know, see something online or see someone's got something that I want or something like that. And that will probably encourage me to make moves in a certain way or maybe try and do something similar to get in the same position or the same opportunities. But those ones aren't for me. And, you know, I will find my way at my own pace. Have you ever... Oh my God, going at my own pace. When I see this, I just feel like, yeah, because all of my friends seem to think that they know what's best for me. Mm -hmm. When I've gone through this, that's what I found. Everyone's like, you should be dating by now. You should be doing this by now. You should be doing that by now. That's interesting. If I'm really honest, I'm not ready to date right now. Mm -hmm. I'm not. I'm not comfortable with that right now. And like, Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. 
So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I was saying to you today that I feel like I would be up for casual dating, but it's something that I actually have never done before Mm -hmm. and I probably don't know how to do. So there's that fear of like, am I just going to do something that's going to cause me more hurt than I need? I don't know yet. And I I think like, I hate that, that everyone thinks that they can say to you like what pace you should be going at and that, oh, you should be dating by now. No, babes, it's a personal journey. Like, And no one, you know, everything you've been through, your specific thing they've not had that on the same timeline as you like yeah so they can't compare yeah 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 I just don't like it that everyone thinks that there's this cookie cutter thing that you should do after a breakup and that there's a cookie cutter way of yeah reacting to stuff and I think yeah this is a beautiful a beautiful track to be like don't be scared of crying don't be scared of like taking stuff at your own pace and it's okay speaking of own pace I saw a really really hot guy in a coffee shop the other day and um I really should have spoken to him but I was too scared and the other thing about pace I just wanted to say is growing up through all my teenage life until I had my first boyfriend all my friends would go at their own pace in terms of sex and I could not relate because obviously I'd gone through some experiences which has obviously shaped my life and the way I go around sex whereas none of them had ever had any of the same experiences I had whereas I felt I had to be more careful and it's something I only want to do with people I trust Mm. and I always felt at odds but their story is never it's never going to be the same Mm. so you know can he apologize for that it's just the way it is Mm. but are they more careful with how they talk to you about stuff then now I'm older I don't go for people for advice about that kind of stuff and if they've got yeah a different point of view I'll listen um but I don't have friends around me now who are like you should have sex blah 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 I've got friends around me who Mm. are like sex is fun and Mm. I'm like okay cool sex is fun for you yeah for you yeah (laughs) (laughs) so yeah yeah no yeah yeah yeah. I, I completely get it and then there was this other one where she's there going I have nothing to feel no more. I can't even cry. When will I begin to feel like me again? And oh my God, I felt like that. I think I still feel like that. Like, when am I going to feel like me again? Do you not feel like you? No. If you knew me before, I don't know if I feel like me. Um, And it's interesting because like a lot of my closer relationships now are from people that I've either had a bit of a distance during that time with or... I've met afterwards and I don't feel like I'm myself. There were days as well where I would look in the mirror and I wouldn't even recognize what the reflection was. And it probably sounds so crazy to anyone listening because here I am on this podcast every week airing out all my shit and blah, blah, blah. And you guys are probably like, oh my God, what's she talking about? But yeah, I, and I, I still feel like I'm on my journey to finding myself again. But at the same time, I might not be that person anymore. 
And that's fine because you're 2.0, Raj. Yeah, 2.0. My mate was like on the phone to me the other day and he was like, you're going to be 3.0 now. So I was just like, okay, I don't know. Like, I don't, it's just so hard because it's just like you, you're mourning not only the loss of what you thought would be with your life and all of that, but you're mourning the loss of yourself more than anything. I sometimes think about you'll never have that um, naivety, love, which is so naive. Yeah. Again, you're never going to have that. Maybe I in different don't. ways. Maybe in different. Maybe I mean I would. I would always say never say never. Yeah, but I wouldn't want that again because I wanna. I want something better than that. Not even the fact that it's like one for life, together forever. Penguins, we are penguins. Here is a stone for you. I found from the sea. There you go. You are my penguin mate for life. You complete me. No. But I don't want that again. That's what everything that we're not about, you know. Are we going to Oh My God? We're going to Oh My God. And I mean, you know, because I was like reading about the whole stages of each song and like what stage of her journey this was on. This was on the journey where she was trying to have casual relationship. I don't think me and you are built for those. <laughs> you know, like, I kept thinking like, because even my mum, she gets on at me. And she's like, when are you going to date? And then I was thinking, yeah, like the thing is, is, you know, like Mel was like, oh, you have to date with intention right now. I wouldn't have an intention for dating. It would just be like, for the sake of it yeah like and it's like yeah would it be casual right but then how can you keep it casual i think this is fundamentally like asian i don't think asians can keep it casual i'm oh, just gonna make you stereotyping me you stereotyping no because all anyone's talking about is marriage but apparently adele adele said she had a tough time keeping it casual as well that she couldn't handle it uh i have a friend if you're listening to the podcast hello hello she would say it's just, she's like yeah it's just chill you just see where it's going no, you hang out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. That's not casual, bro. That's not casual. That's a bit March. No? Yeah. So if you're listening, my friend, come on. <laughs> this is what Adele said to Rolling Stone, right? She said um, that the Los Angeles dating pool was only good for one thing, and that was casual sex. And she said that she lasted five seconds dating in LA. I wonder who she was dating in LA. Yeah, so it's so heavily protected. She said that she didn't want to slip back into her old habits that come with casual dating and how those habits would do more damage than good. As as someone who's never casually dated, I can't even. I feel like I try, dip my toe in, shit myself and run away. Yeah, how does that work out? Um, I'm like, yeah, I can do this, give it a go. But I, okay, so as we have discussed, I contacted my ex last week. And the method of communication that we have chose to communicate via, I don't check it very often, if ever. So I'm going out and I'm only logged on on my laptop on that particular platform. So then when I'm on my laptop in the morning and at night, I'll check like once a day. I'll like check. I can't not do that in a sitch. You know, someone can just get contact with you anytime. It's just, how, how is it casual if they can just contact you anytime? I don't know. I think it's only casual if it's a different dude every week. Otherwise, like the more you see each other, the less casual it becomes. No, I guess if you saw each other once a week, once every two weeks. Once a week is still a routine. It's a regime. Once a month. That's casual, <laughs> no? It's your period. Okay, if anyone has been casually dating or whatever, tell us your secrets. Because, I mean, I like to think I could be built for the life of casually dating but i don't i don't think i am i'd like to think i am. maybe that's one thing i'll try and explore in january because i have said that like maybe my new year's resolution would be that i'll date well ever since mel spoke about e-harmony i was like mm, i feel like if i want something real that's where i go oh my god you're gonna e-harmony it up well we were sitting in the coffee shop the other day and that guy the hot guy was there and oh my god i don't know i think he was checking me out i shat myself i shat myself raj 
I should have tried to. Um, and then I was like, yeah, I'm going to draw eHarmony. And my friend was like, no, that's so like serious. That's for like old people. <laughs> and I was like, mm, okay. Sorry, Mel, if you're listening. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, oh My God was actually the first song, which I was like, oh yeah, this is a bit of a vibe. Also the next song, Can I Get It? I wrote, not for me, gives me racist man in the 90s vibe. I hate the song. I hate the sound. I don't want to listen to it. I think it's awful. I made no notes. I just looked into the background of what these songs were I'm about. I'm so glad you songs. made no notes on that one. I'm so glad we can just... Yeah, all of these songs were just about like how she was trying to do casual dating, but it didn't really... It didn't work out for her. I drink wine is a vibe. It's a deep one. I've got so many lyric stuff taken from this. I've got a few as well. This is the song that was 15 minutes long originally. And this is a song I think now is like six minutes. Bloody hell. Yeah, something like six minutes, yeah. Because her label was like, uh, oh, like, you know, no one's going to play a 15 minute song. But I mean, I don't know if Taylor Swift all too well gets played on the radio as a 10 minute edit. Does it, Hardy? No, of course it don't. Does it not? Do they never just play the 10-minute version as a special thing? Like, I'm sure someone maybe did it once, but I really doubt it. No one Yeah, gets probably that. when it came out. Yeah. So the, the back, just to give you background on this, apparently this song was written for Adele's friend during a period where Adele was taking everything that was happening very, very personally. And the lyrics allowed her to explain why she needed to evolve a bit more to be present in their friendship. The lyrics that really stood out to me was, how can one become so unbounded by choices that somebody else makes? And we've discussed this before about codependency. I'm still reading the book. You know, I read like three pages a night and I'm like, "Mm, that's me done. But basically, um, yeah, it's like when one person is dependent on another person and then everything they do impacts you. And I've had that before where I'm dealing with friends or partners whose mental health is a bit not good right now and then you get over involved in their life and then your life as a result suffers it's like you're bounded by their choices but it's actually your choice to be bound by their choice a hundred percent but what do you think you're doing when you're staying there like do you think you're helping yeah there's been times where i've been like yes i'm helping and i was talking to my friend and i was telling her we're reminiscing on some like old times uh she reminded me of when i was seeing someone and their mental health was really bad and i like stumbled across a scene and i was like whoa this is really bad but as a friend and as someone who's very involved with the person you can't it's like you can't help it but try and help them and i guess in that time i had no boundaries we were really close to each other and like living very close to each other so I guess that's also why I try and have boundaries now so I'm not unconsciously getting dragged into people's stuff which is harder when you live with people as well like family or friends or whatever because say if like me and you live together and I was having beef you'd get involved you would you can't help it you're there uh, mate if you're having beef now I'd get involved what are you talking about oh rage <laughs> Oh, what? what are you talking about, bruv? <laughs> yeah, no, I agree, I agree. I like that this track was kind of more reflective of her own behaviour as well. She was like, so I hope I learned to get over myself and stop trying to be somebody else. That triggered me. Yeah, why did that trigger you? I don't know. It's like, I hope I learned to get over myself. Because you know what? It's not... A, you not take f- yourself serious. <sighs> not all the think? time, but like, sometimes I can get so stressed out in like... Like last week or the week before when we were getting uh, chatting about the nitty gritties of the podcast. When in the real world, like the night's going to go, the day's going to go, the world's going to carry on if me and you are on the earth or are not. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes you think things too deep. It's just like, it's just, just chill sometimes. Do you know what I mean? Enjoy the sunshine. The top line got you. I hoped I learned to get over myself. It's the second line that got me stop trying to be somebody else. Because I think like 
not that I try to be somebody else or not, but I think you fall into a pattern like sometimes like when you're coming out of something like, like I fell into this pattern of like, I'm going to be a busybody now. Busybody. My immediate response was I'm going to focus on work and I'm just going to work and I'm going to go to the curtain every morning and I'm going to have my breakfast, lunches and dinners there, come home super late in a new bar. And then the next morning I'm going to go back to the curtain. I'm just going to work, 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 work. And that's all I'm going to do. And that wasn't me. Who the fuck was that? That's not me. What is that then? What type of person is that that you think you were trying to be? I felt like it was, I think it was probably a coping mechanism or I was trying to hold on to some form of normality. I was trying to do something that I thought was normal or that maybe other people thought was, I don't really know. Also, I feel like I was just trying to survive. Mm. So I was... I feel like you were in a mode though, like you had had some things happen, so you had no choice. Not you not, you had no choice, but like you're just surviving. Yeah. And when you're surviving, like you can't really choose who you're going to be. Mm. So you do just sort of become whatever you can be, I think. Mm. I enjoyed as well, when I was a child, every single thing could blow my mind. On my pattern app, it's telling me that I need to, or I'm going to come to a period of time where I need to slow down, uh, look inwards, appreciate, like find happiness within, because I think I've been chasing, chasing, chasing it career-wise outside of me for a bit. And as a result, my routines and stuff have fell off. But yesterday, the sun was coming in my room and I was reading in my bed. And I was like, this is fucking well nice. Like just chilling. And nothing to do. And it's true, like, when you were a kid, man, like, you would just sit and just waste bare time. You'd be content. Yeah. It's that word, being content, like, and being satisfied. It's that, like, how you said earlier in Hello Rich was like, she doesn't know anyone that's satisfied. But as a kid, you actually were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so we didn't say that yet. But the line is, uh, yeah, they say to play hard, you work hard, find balance in the sacrifice. And yet I don't know anyone who's truly satisfied. And this is really interesting because yesterday I was talking to my cousin who's only just started work. He's just come into the working world. And he was telling me how he is struggling to find time for himself and how the working world is set up in a way that you don't have time to like explore your passions. He likes art and he's like, I'm struggling to do my art. I only have a weekend to see my friends and do whatever he needs to do. And then, you know, it's back on it in the week. And I feel like a lot of people are struggling with that, being satisfied with their interests and having time to pursue things that they're interested in in the week around like work mm. do you know what I mean yeah but like my problem is that I'm just huh? not disciplined enough personally my problem is I'm just not disciplined yeah. enough and I do the self-sabotage thing of uh setting myself a task and then waiting to the last minute to do it and then being like oh I can do it tomorrow I can't really speak from that side of experience because I know that mm. actually the time's there if I made it if I stuck to the, this routine like those two hours straight after I finish work or do you know what I mean like it's there but am I utilizing it no mm. I'm not yeah I told him like I'm freelance and I have the exact same problem I've got the opposite problem to you mm. where I still can't find the time so I don't know what the perfect it isn't it's a work in progress isn't is. it there is no perfection there is there is none mm. of that but it's about also I think like being honest with yourself and being like okay but and it's like holding yourself accountable, isn't it? And like, why am I not? Mm. And I fully know, like, I think my stuff is self sabotage with my work, like with my writing and things like that. As soon as you get an idea, though, you've got to be like, that week I've got to do that. Yeah, but I don't because I have ideas that have been about for years and they're just like there. <laughs> have you written them down? Yeah, Are they I think there? I've written some of them down and some of them I just know, like I just rant about them and stuff. But that's another thing. Like, I feel like... Only recently, I think I said this to you last week, didn't I? That I feel like now I feel like I'm stepping, I'm comfortable with stepping forward into the light. What, which, what I mean is like, I'm owning who I am and owning what I want to do. And I'm not going to look back and I'm not going to be scared. I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm not going to do it because I'm brown. No, I'm going to do it. And that's it. And like, it's a, it's a mind thing that I've just got to get past. 
but I feel like I'm ready to get past it now. And sometimes I think self-sabotage is like a protection thing because there might be something else you need to deal with before you get to that hurdle of doing the other stuff you want to do. That's understandable. One thing I've done lately that has really helped me is, you know, just like having ideas or things that me and you have chatted about, bigger, little ideas, like little video ideas and then big, like big things. I've um, just got a big piece of cardboard and I've just put post-it notes all over it. Yeah. I'm saying this, I've not finished because I made myself halfway through and then just abandoned it. Um, but I keep moving it like from the floor to my bed, from my floor to my bed. Like, you know, every night, like clothes when you have like a floor drobe thing. That's really helped me to see, I say that, but I've still not looked at it, but it's been better than knowing the ideas rattling around or maybe lose them or whatever. Yeah, 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 100%. Um, But it's been quite helpful. There's a book, actually. There's a book that I recommend and it's called um, Big Magic. Mm. And it's literally about this stuff and how to like embrace the ideas and you know, not sit on them and all of that stuff. And it's it's really good. And it's written by Elizabeth Gilbert and it is fucking sick. We might have to do some lessons from it at some stage, actually. Sounds good. All night parking. I don't know. I just wrote it's about a new love, long distance love. I don't know. A bit saucy. What about like me? This is the diss track on the album. I enjoyed this because it said, but loving you was a breakthrough. I saw what my heart can really do. And I think if I look around at the people in my life, like they really care about, I was trying to portray myself as being someone who doesn't care or someone who doesn't have feelings. But actually my friends and other people I care about can actually see how thoughtful and kind I can be. And, um, oh yeah, you, I was quite shocked. You bought me this and you bought me this. I'm like, Kanye. (laughs) You hate Kanye. I hate him and I still bought you something with this face on. But I think that's also quite interesting because when you think you, you know, you're one way, but you see what certain people bring out of you, you know, it's quite nice. Yeah. And those are the people that you want to like, you know, put more into your relationship with or you think that that relationship can actually, you know, go somewhere. And I don't know. I think the problem that I've seen is that like, I sound so bad. Um, It's, it's, People don't like it when people are changing or growing. And I think that sometimes mm. certain friendships can't survive that. And mm. that, I feel like that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I feel like I'm growing now and I feel like certain friendships aren't going to survive that. Haven't you, you know, like when you've met someone that you care about, whether it's like friends or family or a partner. Yeah. Have you, um, knowing that you can love someone that much or show them love, does that ever warm your heart? Like to know that you can do that. Like, you know, you might think of really thoughtful presents or you might uh, lift someone up when they're feeling down. You know what? I don't know. Because the problem is, is I feel like I just give, give, give. And everyone's just like, take it, take it, take it. Bang. Bye. Bye, bitch. So mm-hmm. I kind of, when I, when I, I don't know, I feel like it's a fault for me rather than something that I can celebrate mm-hmm. and be like, oh, look, I, I'm such a good friend. I know I'm a good friend. <laughs> you can't mm-hmm. like contest that. Like, I don't think it's contestable, but... I, it doesn't warm my heart. Something warmed my heart the other day where someone really unexpected sent me a voice note in the morning mm-hmm. and it was the, on the tone, it was around the vibes of like, you know, I know that you're having a tough time right now. I know that this is going on, blah, 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 blah. But you know what? Don't stop being you and don't stop it being who you are and expressing yourself in the way that you express yourself because it gives me this. It's, it means this to me. Or it means, and I was just like, that is such a, and it was from someone completely unexpected. And I was just like, that is so nice to hear. Mm. and like I don't know that really warmed my heart and it was really unexpected I had thought about it a lot like all week like mm. why would she send me a message like that it was just so nice and I think it's just that like some I don't know what I'm trying to say now Hardy I have no idea what I'm fucking trying to say I know what you mean yeah 
I've surprised myself with um, doing nice things for people because sometimes I didn't think I had it in me. Really? Yeah. You thought you were a bit of a hard nut in that? I thought I was just a twat. You thought you were one of the Gallagher brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Basically. Thank you. Next. This was really, really interesting because she said it's so sad that a man like you could be so lazy. Consistency is a gift to give for free and it is key to ever keep a woman like me. And this is it. I think like we don't really talk about consistency enough. I feel like we actually haven't discussed consistency on this podcast. Mm -hmm. Whatever someone is consistently giving you is what they're going to be capable of. And I think like Mm. we've discussed potential and things like that. But like when someone's shown you that they're inconsistent with whatever or they're inconsistent in the sense of like they can't have conversations about difficult things or things like that, like... Yeah, it's a turn off, isn't it? Mm. And it's something as basic as consistency is such an important thing for making that decision of like, am I going to pursue this relationship any further? Yeah, I feel like a lot of my friends, I don't think they wait around to see if someone's consistent. Oh, really? They'll just jump in, jump the gun and then complain after. Oh, I thought you meant they move on really quickly, but you mean they just actually go full hog in. They go in first. They'll go full force in without seeing, like really assessing the situation. Yeah. And seeing what if that person is consistent. Yeah. I don't know how consistent I am though saying that. What do you mean? I think I'm pretty consistent. I think you know what you're going to get from me. I don't think it changes that much. I don't know. I haven't dated you. I don't know. Are you talking from a dating perspective? <laughs> what are you talking about? No, even as a mate. Oh, as a mate. Yeah, no. It's, I mean, it's fairly consistent. I talk to you most days. No, I don't know. Yeah, but you know, I feel like you know what you're going to get from me-ish sometimes. I don't know. What do you mean by that? Maybe. What do you mean by that? As in, you know what to expect from me. Like, I am I'm stay fairly the same compared to... One day I'm like this and the next day I'm like this and next week I'm like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes I'll talk to you at 10 a.m. Sometimes I don't ignore you for three weeks. Um, Yeah, that's fucking weird. Yeah, no. You know know how to contact me, how to get hold of me, where I'm going to be at, how long it would take me to respond to you, the kind of things I'm going to say, kind of advice I would give. Mm. So hold on. I just thought the most interesting line in this was sometimes loneliness is the only rest we get. Interesting. Because I think loneliness has a bad rep in general. And maybe it's because yeah. of the word, how we describe lonely, like I'm lonely. But uh, I think the other way of feeling it is that it's like, yeah, you're kind of like a lone wolf, kind of almost-ish. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to have that now recently. Um, like I just feel like I'm doing more stuff on my J's. I'm doing more stuff... Yeah, without having to be around anyone. I'm considering, I haven't ever taken myself on a date, but I'm really considering taking myself. What do you mean? I don't take myself out on dates. You know, I see these girls on. When's the last time you went for dinner on your own or whatever? I haven't been for dinner on my own in a long time. Because I used to do lunches by myself or dinners by myself when I was in town working, right? But now we're in a pandemic. Like I'm not really in an office. I haven't really been out for a dinner by myself. Like, because it's a different situation. Like I'm not in the city. Whereas then it would be like, I'm in the city, so I'll go somewhere after work or... Yeah, but what about now? Like, you can just go drive somewhere near you, have some food and then come back. Yeah, I haven't done that. Okay, right. We're going to assign you by next week. You like doing things. Listen, in the sense of, like, I will, I do that with people now, innit? Like, we have people in the area, like, her room's in the area, so we'll go and grab food or whatever, like, and things like that. But I don't mean, like, getting a McDonald's. I mean, more than that. You know, like, as in, like, mm-hmm. going somewhere nice and actually being there and being there on my J's and like doing all of that and 
yeah, um, I just feel like my self-care's gone up lately. I'm just, I feel so rested by the fact that I'm not around other people and their bu- their bullshit at the moment. Mm. That's probably so mean, but... No, but then you're not being drained by anything. That makes sense. I just feel like I'm just like content and I'm with myself most of the time and I'm that's giving me the time to figure out like, actually, what is it that I need to focus on? What do I need to sort out? Like, and it's making me realize that, yeah, I do have self-sabotagery behavior mm-hmm. about things I want to get done. I think you should take yourself on a date before the next episode. I don't know if I'll be able to before the next episode because I've got a busy week this week. One dinner. But I've got a busy week. Nah, one dinner, bro. Saturday, I am going into town. Does a brunch count? I could do a brunch. Whatever you want. Yeah, I could go for a brunch. That's fine. Yeah. Saturday, Saturday. Take yourself, sit down. But what do you think about that idea of loneliness being the only rest we get? I mean, I don't agree. All right. Because if you're like a bit, I don't know if well-adjusted exists, but if you're like well-adjusted, you spend time on your own as well and you you can spend time on your own without being lonely. But I feel like that's me also breaking off from other self-sabotagery behavior, which could be codependent shit. Hmm. That was like, because you can be codependent with your friends, right? Yeah. <clears throat> to be loved, I enjoyed. I'll never learn if I never leap. I'll always yearn if I never speak. Mate. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to take a leap i was talking to my cousin yesterday and he was saying about interest and things and he was telling me that he wanted to try something out and i was like well give yourself three months or something see how it goes and then he's like oh it's just so much effort isn't it like if you want to try something new and you know you have to invest some time and i'm like well what's better you invest in a bit of time doing something for a bit seeing how it goes or just always wondering and never trying I think the thing is like, yeah, if you have that thing inside you where you're wondering something, you have to act on it. It's like your gut, isn't it? Mm. It's like meeting someone and thinking there's chemistry. Like you wouldn't let that really necessarily pass you by, would you? Mm. So why would you let something like that pass you by? Like if you think you're drawn to something or you're interested in something, like it's there for a reason. You should Mm. definitely try it out. Like maybe you should have tried to talk to that coffee shop guy. Just saying, you know. Shut up, bro. Shut up. Oh, this is the bit that I really, really like. But it's like, let it be known that I cried for you, even started lying to you. What a thing to do. All because I wanted to be loved and love at the highest count. And it's that thing of like, when you start, she's lying to him, but I'm assuming that she's lying about herself. Mm. She's lying about how she feels. And I just think it's that, like when you catch yourself lying about anything in your relationship to anyone, even yourself, even to the partner, whatever, it's over, it's done. Mm. It's done. I used to come home and I'd lie to my mom and be like, no, I'm okay. And she could see that my eyes were sore. I was crying. (laughs) I was was a little dick. I'd be like, yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. Everyone would see me. I'd be like, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, we're good. We're good. (laughs) What made you do that? What made you say that? I thought I was protecting the relationship. I thought that it could have been a bad patch. I thought I was protecting the marriage. Uh, How long did it, was it bad before you decided it wasn't a bad patch? Probably two years, Hardy. Fuck it now. I wanted to be sure that it was a definitely more than a bad patch. I wanted to be sure that it was not just a rough time in his life or whatever and blah, blah, blah. I wanted to be sure. How long were you together? So I was married for two and a half years and then uh, we were together for about a year and a half before we got married. That's not that much time. It's not that much time, but a lot can happen in that much time. Wait, so how long did you know each other, like get together before you were like, oh, I'm going to get married? We decided very quickly that we were going to get married. I think we decided within six months. Right, you're never going to do that again, are you? And this is the problem. I got married in my 30s. Do you know what I mean? Like, so I thought I was a big man, adult. Like, yeah, I know what I'm doing. I know what love is. And everyone tells you, you know when you know. You just know when you know. You know. Everyone says that. So I was like, oh, I know. I know. We know. And um, 
yeah, you're saying to me you're never going to do that again, but I don't know. What's Raj, you can't marry someone. You can't decide to marry someone again within six months. No, not within six months. Not within six. No. I don't know. No, no, no. <laughs> no fucking way, Raj. Yeah, I won't. I won't. I won't marry someone within six months. Because how do you know somebody? Ideally, I would like a two year period where I am living with them. That was that. That would be my ideal. You can't get to know anyone in less in too little time. I actually believe that you can't know someone unless you're living with them. I think I agree. Yeah, there were so many things that were done. Like, you know how on Sweet Bobby, he sleeps with Mm. her on Skype? Mm. My ex used to do that with me. But like, when I think back on it, it was a control thing. So My ex used to do that too. Yeah. Yeah, So I wouldn't be talking to anyone else. And also, I wouldn't have time to reflect and think about anything. No, you wouldn't leave me alone. So I didn't have time. It's a proper boundary killer. It's weird. It's a proper invasion of your privacy. Yeah, maybe like once in a year. Yeah, like not you, every day. You know, if there's a special day, fine, cool, let's do that. It's not on, and and that when I heard that in that podcast, I was like, oh no, this is abuse. <laughs> I remember when I realised that he was only talking to me at night to make sure I wasn't talking to anybody else. <laughs> I didn't realise until like yeah, until I was filing a divorce, mate. You realise a lot of stuff that podcast retrospectively, is yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. I've got my housemate hooked as well. Good. Right, should we get on to the, the final track, Love is a Game? I wrote absolutely no notes on that because I didn't like the track. I had to stop listening to Artboard. Okay, you can tell me what you think of these lyrics, yeah? Go on. Okay, so look, God only knows how I've cried. I can't take another defeat. And next time would be the ending of me. She's talking about love. I understand that. I understand when people say that, but you know that you're you need to heal before you can talk about this shit again. Yeah, because you think about the stuff you've gone through. Look how strong you are. It's like a shift in perspective, isn't it? It's like not saying, "Oh, look what I can handle," but look what you've already dealt with. I always say this, and I say that the next thing I deal with, let's just go. Let's hope that my words don't come back to bite me in my butt. But I feel like what I dealt with, and the next thing I deal with, like I'll be laughing at whatever I'm dealing with then because like of what I've dealt with now. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like that the next thing would just make me laugh. Mm. But anyway, we'll see what happens. Then she says, love is a game for fools to play and I ain't fooling. What a cruel thing to self-inflict that pain. I think that's what something you say when you're like salty and down. If you close yourself off, you close yourself off to good and bad. So she's talking about closing yourself. She's like, oh, close, close yourself off so you don't inflict pain. But if you close yourself off, you're not going to have any experience anything good either. But look at how it ends. Look at how it ends. This is how the song ends. I say this, but I didn't chat to the guy yesterday in the coffee mm. shop. Anyway, so the song ends with, oh, you know, I'd love to do it all again. I love it now like I loved it then. I'm a fool for them. You know I'm going to do it. I'd do it all again like I did them. So this is the album Closer, and those are the last lyrics of the album. It is addictive. Would I do it again? Yes, you would. Ultimately, you probably would. Yeah. Ultimately, like I know I will <laughs> date someone. I know I. Well, I don't know. No, who knows? I would, yeah. No, but if you could relive like some things, would you? What do you mean relive? Some, I wouldn't go back and do it with the same person. Hell no. What do you mean? <laughs> to experience some of the highs. No, I don't want to go back to the highs because, as far as I was concerned, like most of that stuff was fake. It was like I was. I said this to you before. I felt like I, I was being catfished to a certain extent mm. because that person put on a show and created a character that they decided would be appealing to me. And that was who I was dating, but who I married was someone completely different. What you going to do with that? Then that means all the highlights that I have in my head playing, they're fake. It was a movie. I might as well have been at the cinema, mate. You're a twat. 
ultimately I love that it ends like that like I would do it all again like I did then and like it opens with like I'm at the cemetery and this is and I'm at the cemetery and I'm putting flowers down on all my old loves but she's like but I'm ready for the next one and that's how it ends and I love that that's the journey that this takes us on like that you go through all the lows you go through all the heartache you go through losing yourself you're finding your feet but then you're like yeah yeah, I'm gonna do it again yeah she's a mood Adele is a mood Adele is a vibe she's a vibe is pussy juice dripping down her thighs what do you tweet her and ask her no I was gonna say what are your three key takeaways because we haven't done lessons in the traditional way that we would do it what are some of your key takeaways? What are some of the lessons for you, for you from this album, babes? Adele is dramatic. No. Uh, <laughs> lessons. Mm, I'd say I saw, but loving you was a breakthrough. I saw what my heart can really do. You know, just seeing how good humanity can be and love and the humans. That's inspiring. So what would you be saying thank you next to there? Thank you next to closing yourself off. So then you can't experience what your heart can really do. What about you? Okay, so one of my favorites is Cry Your Heart Out. It'll clean your face. When you're in doubt, go at your own pace from Cry Your Heart Out. And it's just mainly because mm-hmm. I just think, yeah, you know what, you, what you're comfortable with. You know your own limits, your own boundaries. And if other people have a tough time understanding that, despite you trying to explain that to them, that's fine. I just want to say thank you next to people trying to tell you where you should be at when you're on your journey to coming back to yourself or finding that new version, realizing who that new version of yourself is, or, you know, when you're ready to date again after a heartbreak, I think it's not cool for people to be like, you should date right now. Mm. You should do this right now. And if you want to cry, if you want to sit at home and watch movies and cry, do it, babes. Okay. And the third lesson is from I Drink Wine. The lyric is, so I hope I learn to get over myself and stop trying to be someone else, somebody else. What are you saying thank you next to? I am saying thank you next to taking life too seriously and not being authentic to you. Because Adele in this entire album has owned her experience. Even though she said she was embarrassed, she's made a whole fucking piece of work. The world's gone mental. And just by being herself, look how much people love her, love her music and are enjoying this entire project. 100%. I'm just going to throw in a a bonus one and I just, I love this line from Hold On. I know I just talked about it, but sometimes loneliness is the only rest we get. So yeah, I'm going to say one taught me somewhat, sometimes loneliness is the only rest we get. And I'm going to say thank you next to being lonely, having a bad reputation. I don't think being lonely is always a negative thing. Sometimes it's important to feel lonely to be at ease with being by yourself for long periods of time. Preach, sister. Maybe you're codependent. Maybe I was a bit codependent. Maybe that's why I needed to be lonely to get some rest. Oh my God. Fucking hell, Raj. Maybe I need to read Hardeep's codependency book. Maybe I need to steal it. Maybe I need to break into your house. Bro, I have a stack of books that I just need to, I'm looking at them now and it's, <laughs> I really need to get through them. Yeah, because I want to borrow them all afterwards. It's like, I feel like I've just been waiting for a it's year. It's never going to happen. I'm never <laughs> going to be done with them. I'm just waiting. Wait, I'm just going to steal one because you're not going to miss it. You're just going to be like, where did that go? Oh, I don't know. Okay. Never mind. Thank you for listening to this Adele special of Thank You Next. I know we did things differently this week. We hope that didn't put you off. But if you like structure, we can go back to structuring. I think you guys need to enjoy, you know, just being in the moment, man. (laughs) 
make sure you share this episode with someone who is a massive Adele fan yeah make sure you share this episode with someone who needs to hear about divorce babes divorce or they've been through a breakup and they're trying to find their feet back into dating and people are putting pressure on them somebody who still wears their ex's shit out and has been papped kimmy k this is this episode is coming in your dms if you've been listening to adele's album and you've got the feels and you want to share how you're feeling with us do it email us at hi thank you next podcast at gmail.com Feel free to send your singing, sing along to Adele. Feel free to send us voice notes, like, yeah, just... Memes. Drink some wine and, you know, yeah, send memes, whatever you want, whatever you want. You can also DM us on socials. We're Thank You Next Pod on Insta, TikTok and Twitter. If you like what you heard, make sure you hit subscribe or follow on Acast, Spotify, Apple or wherever you listen to your podcast. And don't forget to give us a review so people can find us. You want people to find us. We're quite easy to find, I think. Yeah, I think we are. 100%. So we'll be back next week with more shit we want to say thank you next to. In the meantime... Don't try and press shuffle on Adele's uh, album because she won't let you do that. Don't try and what? (laughs) Press shuffle on Adele's album because she won't let you do that. I really want to know who she was dating in LA. Casual dating. So the the article that I read, the Vogue article with Adele and how she dates and stuff and how she's, she's very protected. Like she has security clear rooms. She goes through back entrances. She goes through side steps. I think people probably sign NDAs if they're dating her. Shit then. Because she said she's very, very lucky that no one's ever sold a story on her. And I feel like, yeah, that can be luck to a certain extent. But if you were casually dating Adele, wouldn't you? I don't know. Or maybe she's just that lovely that people are just like, I'm not going to I'm not going to try and get something out of this. Because mm. that is one of my fears that someone would <laughs> want to set a story on me. I would hate that. I would hate that. That even though I like I'm here and I talk about stuff, but whatever. But then I think I've got to be Taylor Swift about it. Like. If she writes music about her exes, she can't expect her exes not to say stuff back about her. So I've got to be more like that. Like, it's fine. Like, if they want to say stuff, let them say stuff. You say this. they got to make their money somehow. You say this, but when your exes, family members, children were in our comments, you started beefing them. This is what I don't understand yet. My exes, family members are in our TikTok comments and they're like, Atting each other and being like, yeah, I've seen and doing the eye emojis and everything. Do you not think I'm going to see that? Just say hi. So I didn't say anything. I just said hi. That's all I said. And you're saying I'm coming for them. <laughs> you're coming for them. If you like the content, be like, hey, babe, great content. Like, I was so nice to all of them. I don't deserve this little shady. Oh, have you seen this? Have you seen this? I don't deserve that. I treated everyone super nice. So, yeah, check yourselves before you come in our comments because I see all of them. Okay. <laughs> god did you feel that attitude come out of me i just saw myself in the zoom (laughs) i just saw myself in the zoom anyway i don't care (laughs) bye guys bye everyone bye thank you next hi this is craig robinson from ways to win and support for this podcast comes from invesco qqq the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.